Today on Just Kidding, we have Roger Day. He's a kindy music star. Roger's a four-time Parents' Choice Gold Award winner. Invincible, the name of his newest album, is also the focus of this fun interview with John and Dan. And just because we love what they do, we want to give a shout out to Children's Music Network. Are you looking to meet people who value the positive power of music in the lives of children? Want to network, get inspired, and learn new ways to grow and market yourself in the children's music field? Join in this year's virtual conference starting October 3rd. Better yet, become a member. Go to childrensmusic.org to get to know them and see the full program. I'm just kidding and he's just kidding, just kidding is what we do. We're just kidding and they're just kidding, you kid a little bit too. When we we invite some friends. We'll have some fun and laugh a lot. Hope it never, hope it never. I'm just kidding and he's just kidding. Just kidding is what we do. We're just kidding and they're just kidding. You kid a little bit too. Hey everybody, I am John Wood. And I'm Dan Crow. Just kidding. That's our show. <laughs> right? Just kidding. We haven't done a show in a long time, so we're a little we're a little rusty. Roger Day is our guest today, Dan. <laughs> is uh, how many albums have you uh, done to date? Oh gosh, I think this is um, that's actually a good question. I think this is my seventh or eighth. I, I did a couple of greatest hits CDs, so I don't know how you count those. And you know the official Wikipedia account, but um, so yeah, I've been doing this. Really, started doing it full time around the late '90s. '98 was when my first uh, first album came out. Um, and uh, you know, gosh, I, I know y'all feel the same way, but uh, I love it as much now as when I started. You know, I wish I'd written more songs when I first started because it was kind of a freshness and an innocence to it. And I just yeah. sort of did what popped into my head, and now I'm I got backdrops and yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you're you're uh, you have you have to get eighteen wheeler four eighteen wheeler trucks to haul all your stuff around for shows or or one uh, two thousand four gold Honda Pilot you know one of the other <laughs> <laughs> a little Jeep that's on your website looks pretty cool too the Jeep is a little hard to get a PA system in though <laughs> I know and it's exposed too you don't want right. to yeah. yeah, I, I bet though Roger I know that back when you started out because you know, your kids you have two three kids I have three children yeah so you had a, when they were younger that's when you started you would probably get some good inspiration from them right? oh yeah that's um, you know I we had we had uh, my my oldest son is gonna be 28 in a couple of weeks, which is wow. really hard to believe. Wow. And uh, and now my youngest son is in a senior year of college. So wow. you know, it's all these things that you that you look forward to and plan for, and then and then they're here. But one of the neat things, and I've felt this for years, is that every time I perform for an audience, I am reliving that pure joy that innocence when you're first uh, a parent and every you're kind of looking at the world through these beautiful kids eyes and everything's new and everything's fresh and you know all of a sudden you you know you can get an hour entertainment out of roly-poly bugs which we 
have in the South. I don't know if you say that in California, New Mexico, but, uh, um, or um, lightning bugs. We definitely say lightning mm. bugs, fireflies. Um, Fire, you know, all of a sudden you, you remember when you were a kid and how magical those things were and how amazing those things were. So, um, so yeah, there's no question that when my kids were first born, I was, you know, writing these, these, these songs. And like I say, I wish I had just written and written and written. And that's what I tell younger songwriters. Um, I, I actually said on the podcast, you guys appreciate it. I said on the podcast the other night, I said, you know, my advice for young people is, I went, I didn't say young people. <laughs> I just I just veered into the Bing Crosby Lane somewhere. <laughs> you veered you veered to the off ramp of senility. <laughs> but I do I say just write and write and write. So you know I get to experience that feeling and remember that feeling. I'm remembering what it was like when my kids were young, and now you can listen to my. CDs, and I start off. I'm singing about mosquito burritos. I'm singing about can you point your finger to your nose, jump up and turn around, and then, you know, ten years later when they're in middle school, I'm writing about the parts of the brain and and uh, uh, things like that, and and uh, the, you know the marsh mud, which I did about about the the saltwater coast and and right. uh, Georgia, and now Invincible, which I call my my subversive superhero uh, project is actually all about how you've got all the powers you need already. You don't really, you don't really have to have any special love, power. Love is a superpower. As you, as yeah, you exactly. Yeah. And that's, um, a, that's a beautiful song. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, by, by the way, you're the only person in the history of songwriting that has run, you know what I'm going to say, aren't you? that has rhymed Moxie with broccoli. He knew exactly what I was talking about. We just couldn't find it on you. I, I had to find it. I'm going, and it works. That's <laughs> I have to give credit to my co-writer, Josh Castle. That actually was his line in the song. But you made it work. And it just, uh, uh, now I did, I did rhyme, um, uh, you, you know, um, uh, the, the word carcass um, <laughs> in the vulture vomit song. So I didn't come up with that. So Carcass, by the way, is a great, uh, not an overused word in children's music, but I think it should definitely be used more often, along with maybe vulture or turkey buzzard, something like that. <laughs> no, I think this is, uh, by the way, I was going to say, on a serious note, uh, I think this is some of your best songwriting. Oh, thank you. Uh, and you're, you're talking about the progression of stuff. You're going to be a mess when you have grandchildren. You're going to bump into yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. It's this project. I actually started it a while back, you know, because there's been kind of hesitation about making CDs and what kind of the paradigm has shifted definitely for those of us who've been doing this for a while. So you're not sure, you know, the, the, I'm, I'm definitely just kind of old school Nashville. I love to get everybody in the room and we go, you know, you know, one, two, three, four, boom. That's too fast. That's too slow. Let's do this there. Great. Boom. We're running. And 15 minutes later, you got a song, which is the way records were always made in, in yeah. Nashville and LA. And you just got really great musicians and you just did it. 
Um, but uh, um, it turns out you have to pay the musicians when they're well, what's that? What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got your production quality is immaculate, and uh, and your band, the guys are great. the Mosquito Burrito Band, right? <laughs> Mosquito Burrito Brothers. Yeah, brothers. Uh, you yes. will love this. <laughs> Young, he played. He's played drums on just about everything that I've yeah. done. Pete is the actual drum, drummer for the Flying Burrito Brothers. Oh, no kidding. Oh, my only, gosh. <laughs> only, in, only in Nashville would that kind of... Absolutely. You know, when I first started doing live shows with a band, which I've done a few, I mainly do solo, I called the band uh, the uh, Flying Mosquito Burrito Brothers, and mm -hmm. there were exactly three and a half people that thought that was funny. Uh, <laughs> and two of them were in the band. <laughs> well, you know, living in Nashville, and then when you recorded, uh, I think it was Rock and Roll Rodeo, uh, you had Nancy, one of my favorite artists, Nancy yeah. Griffith, came and did a song with you on there, right? And the Indigo Girls, too, right? You know? Yeah, the, the Nancy Griffith connection was through a lot, a lot of the people that, are, that, that play with me, and um, I've worked a lot with uh, Ron De La Vega, who's a bass player and cellist, uh, and you hear him throughout all of my CDs. He was in Nancy's band, and he, he was the one that got her to come down one night. We were recorded that at Brad Hartman's house. I don't know if you ever, ever run across Brad, uh, but he recorded all of Emily Harris's great stuff and oh, wow. the Willie Nelson stuff, you know. In fact, he was, I was, um, this was even before Pro Tools really took off, and so I'm I'm a singer, so you know, mm -hmm. I, I think I think twelve takes might not be enough, you know. <laughs> right. And, um, um, and then he was talking about how um, when uh, Brian Ahern was working with Emily Harris, they would get these takes, and they, and he would literally slice, you know, slice it on the tape. Oh yeah, these amazing chops that uh, um, that that he had. And then I was joking. I said, so so. Did you do that with Willie Nelson too? And he's like, no, he got it first take every time. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. God, I, you know, I was thinking back years ago, buddy uh, that lives in Nashville, Dennis Scott, you know, Dennis? Yeah, oh, I know yeah. Dennis. He, lived, he didn't live too far from me. That's I figured he didn't. You're in Franklin, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah anyway, we go I, get coffee uh, occasionally and, yeah, and, he's got uh, a nice studio too, you know, in his house. Yeah, it's a very nice studio. <laughs> I, yeah. I was recording with him years ago, and it was this was a long time ago, Roger, early '90s, and and I and it, digital was just start remixing was just starting to come in. We did an album together, and it was the first digital mix I've ever been part of, and I was like, wow, this is because you're talking about cutting tape and all that yeah. stuff, you know, that was. And then all of a sudden, art. you had the the ADAT and Brad. Oh right. Brad. Brad was mixing everything on a on a Commodore computer, you know. Yeah. So this yeah. was uh, when we when this was pre kids music when I was doing college coffee house. Right, and I know you did the National Commodore. Association of Campus Activities. Yeah. So I did a couple of CDs there, there, and that was when it first became possible, really, and to and affordable to have a you know a pretty nice studio in your basement if you know again if you knew what you were doing and, and brad definitely mm -hmm. knew what he was doing but mm -hmm. you know the the commodore computer he he could tell like like uh it was coming down that the commodore wasn't really gonna stay in business you know and what was he gonna do so um, but it really kind of changed the game for independent musicians um where you could you could go in and do things that um you know up till then you would have had to have had 
just massive amounts of gear and, um, you know, all kinds of people that knew how to work it. And then you get someone like Dennis who, you know, really knows his way around a, a mixing board and understands music. And, and all of a sudden you give him the tools where he can make it sound really good. Um, so I think, I think I, I've been lucky to have been uh, part of that, that era where you could be an independent artist and, and make affordable, you know, affordable CDs. Yeah. How about uh, you want to play a song for us? Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear Roger Day and a song from his new album, Invincible, called Superhero. Kabam! Kaboom! Zap. When the bad guys got you cornered. And it looks like there's no escape. What are we gonna do? No need to wait for superheroes anymore. Cause we can save the day through the turning of the page. Now this part's real simple. You have to break through Earth's gravity and save the universe! I'm invincible, it's undeniable. I got a power that's immutable. My imagination can knock down walls. Nothing's impossible, I'm unstoppable. Every puzzle is solvable. I can do anything at all. You have to hold two hands like this, like you're holding a giant book, and we're gonna say, through the pages of a book, all together, through the pages of a book, one more time, through the pages of a book, superhero move time. Kapow! Zoink! I can blast off in a jet pack. I can take one peeky, and with my super strength, Lift above my head a monstrous monster truck. Be a secret agent picked by the president. I can crack the code, I can vanquish any foe. It's time to break through Earth's gravity and save the universe. I'm invincible, it's undeniable. I got a power that's unbeatable. My imagination can knock down walls. Nothing's impossible, I'm unstoppable. Every puzzle is solvable. I can do anything at all. Through the pages of a book. Now I want everyone, wherever you are, to read like you are a superhero. Wait, wait till I say go. Open up a book. And I want you to read 10,000 books in 10 seconds. Wait, wait, wait till I say go. Ready, set, go! I start at the beginning faster, and then I read to the middle faster. I can't stop till I reach the end. So if you're hanging, off the cliff face with two hands. No, with one hand. No, with one 
finger. No! With one fingernail. And you look up, and the evil genius is looking down. Everyone laugh like you are an evil genius. <laughs> Take a tip from me. Will be flying free. Cause it's a bird. No, it's a plane. No, it's the power of your brain. Everybody, break through Earth's gravity. Let's save the universe. I'm invisible or something liable. I got a power that's unbeatable. Imagination can knock down walls. That thing's impossible, I'm unstoppable. Every puzzle is solvable. I can't do anything. I can't do anything. I can't do anything at all. Through the pages of a book. It sounded just like the album, Dad. <laughs> the version on the album, the, the recording of it's fantastic. That you know these magical guitar licks that are in certain songs, like well, Tom Petty used them a lot. A lot of, but you got one really unique, you know, unique one that you use in that song that I really like a lot. I, yeah. Did you do that that little lead thing, Phil, yourself? You know what I'm talking about? You know, is it the, is it the climb? There's kind of a joke amongst the band that as the album goes on, there is less and less of Roger's real guitar <laughs> and more and more of Chaz Williams' guitar. <laughs> Chaz has played, he also played in Nancy's band. He's played with Winona Judd. He's a fantastic guitar player. And I record at his house. And so he just gets these great ideas. And so every time, every time I leave, the next time he sends me a track, he's done even more cool stuff. And so um, I'm only half joking when I say, I'm like, Jazz, why don't you just play my part? <laughs> it's also, I noticed, is uh, he doesn't overplay. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm just, I'm just going, Dang, what is this guy going to open up here, man? I'm just ready for his... And then, of course, at the end of the song, he has that great solo he does. That's great. You know, encouraging literacy, you know, and reading. That's a great way well, to... Well, that, was, that yeah. was where that... the I do a lot of uh, uh, summer reading programs at libraries, and I don't always... I know some artists and uh, some of my actor friends will do a whole program based on the on the reading theme. And, and I'm afraid my attention span is not that long. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I can't think that far ahead. And so it was like the week before my first show, and I had a writing session set up with, with uh, my friend Josh Castle, who's just a, an incredibly talented songwriter. He's the Moxie Broccoli guy. And uh, <laughs> so we, were, we were just going to write. I don't do a lot of co-writing, which is sort of the, you know, that's the coin of the realm in Nashville. Everybody mm -hmm. gets together and, and mm -hmm. co-writes and, and um, just never done a lot of it. Um, and uh, so uh, part of it was an exercise on my end, kind of a, a creative challenge on my end. It's like, you know, I want to 
see what happens when I get together with someone and, and, and do some writing. And so that song came about, we were sitting on our back porch or on my back porch. And um, so I said, you know, what do you got? What, that's what you do. You know, you say, oh, what do you got? I got this idea. I got that idea. And you throw this out and you throw that out for, that goes on for like, you know, 30 minutes until you finally hit on an idea. And so I finally said, you know, summer reading theme is, and I can't remember what it was. It was something like read like a superhero or something. Yeah, I remember and, that one. Yeah. And uh, I said, man, we should have like a superhero theme song. And, and he just, it's the classic co-writing kind of, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, for anybody who's listening, who, who's learning how to write songs, it's just, you know, Josh just goes, huh, and he starts going. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of that superhero, secret agent-y kind of thing. Secret agent, man. That's right. And I just, the first thing that came out of my head, and that's where the best ideas come from. Yeah, um, yeah you know, just they're just the ones that, if I just get out of my way and just let, you know, whatever part of my brain works that way take over, and I, he was doing that, and I just sang out, I'm invincible, it's undeniable. And you're off and running. Yeah, invincible. That's, That's going to be a really easy word to rhyme. That's what I was thinking. Well, not if you use broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I uh, for the hour before we were getting set up, I, I was listening to uh, your your. Uh, old podcasts. Uh, oh, where are you? Yeah. What you did with Reggie was great. And, you know, that was so, was yeah. so long, great was, friend, long time friend, and such an important part of the business, you know. Yeah. And Beth, of course, we were working, <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> well, I, I've had this gig for five or six years down in uh, Clearwater, Florida. Um, uh, and uh, so Reggie and I have gotten to see each other fairly regularly we'll, oh, you know, yeah. that's great. line up it's it's still a a little bit of a way from where she lives but uh, you know if she's got time we'll we'll have lunch or dinner um so um so it's just it's been great and john that was all from when we did a podcast uh, early on when i was playing in charlotte and you and i were on a on a panel for that and, oh yeah um, I, and, I, uh, I, and then you know love getting together with you and eating pancakes at the uh Oh, the the uh, pantry. Yeah, the pantry um, in downtown Los Angeles. And now, your son was with you then, right? With your son out here, too. Yeah, my son Thomas. He's about to turn 28. Yeah. Um, and he plays. He's a player, right? He, he is. He was a uh, music composition major in college and uh, just can do some crazy, crazy stuff. I, wrote, I co-wrote a song with him on this album. And, and if I if I might if I yes. might do a little humble brag here, dad little dad brag here. He's just beginning his fourth year of medical school at Vanderbilt University here in Nashville, wow. and wow. he is uh, looking forward to a career in pediatrics. Which you know, wow. being for a I did kids music, and my wife is a preschool teacher. Works with uh, she's a speech and language pathologist, and works with our uh, special needs kids. Um, in uh, Williamson County, which is Franklin, south of Nashville, and uh, boy, if you don't think that makes our heart super big, it's just yeah, uh, 
it's amazing. Yeah, I also want to mention, Roger, thank you for being part of our uh, STEM, uh, STEAM 16 uh, yeah. package when you did the, the Brain Train. That was a great song, and, uh, and it was a fun project. Oh. And, you know, sort of, you know, we keep, try to keep that alive as much as possible. Oh, yeah, that was a huge honor to honor to be a part of it. And, and uh, I, Dan, I have to admit, I got a little nervous that um, – you were going to ask me to sing the uh, Brain Train song. Oh, no, no, don't, don't worry. That's I know you're. <laughs> you had to learn Corpus Callosum. Like, what was that again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was well, I did that. I did that song. One of the things um, that I love about the genre of children's music is there really there are no parameters. I like, know. You go. Yeah, you can go anywhere. You, exactly. you know, you can do anything in a kid's song, and yeah. if you, you kind of smile and make it fun and have some motions with it, the next thing you know, you're singing about the Corpus Callosum, and the kids are like, "Yeah, whoa, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> on uh, that whole project that I did about ten years ago on the brain, you know, I, I co-wrote that song with a friend of mine who's a neuropathologist, and hey, we got to we got to write a song about the brain, and so we had this idea of what what goes through Ringo Starr's brain <laughs> before he plays the, the note. And evidently there's a lot that goes on in Ringo Starr's brain. <laughs> 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 That's great. In Ringo's brain. There's a, there's a title for a song. <laughs> let's go right. Let's do it together. You guys, let's write it. I know, we Ringo's brain. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you know, um, uh, Randy, Randy, who, who uh, writes with Dave Canoy. Yeah. 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 They just they just have an ongoing thing. I think they get together at least once a week or, or pretty regularly and just do the same process that you just uh, went through. Yeah. Tossing I'm, ideas around. I'm pretty sure Dave writes about 84 songs a day. Um, uh-huh. And uh, he'll just pull a piece of paper out of his pocket and he'll start writing, writing a new song. He's like, oh, I got to write 84 songs today. Yeah. Squirrels. <laughs> Anybody that worked on those shows, you get used to cranking those things out. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Well, yeah. it's uh, it's uh, it's been fun when um, my friend Josh that that uh, I wrote that song Invincible with, and we also wrote the I'm No Ordinary Superhero. We did that song that's together. A, that's a great song. As well, and um, uh, and then I co-wrote the a song with my son, which was a lot of fun. Um, except he wanted to put all these fancy chords in, you know, cause he's a music composition major and I'm like, yeah. these three chords, son, just three. Yeah. You know, other than that, your dad, his head will explode. <laughs> I wore the robot t-shirt in your honor today cause you have a <laughs> robot song on your, on your, on your album. <laughs> See, uh, the whole point of that is, uh, at least for now, Dan, yeah. we're still in charge as long as there's an on off switch. Uh, on the AI. I appreciate that. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> well, you got a, another song for us? It's for, uh, uh, what do you like? Did Dan, do you have any requests? Brain <laughs> <laughs> Should we do the robot one? <laughs> yeah, do the robot. Uh, yeah, can, can you do the robot one? That'd be great. Yeah. Let me, let's cut off. We're going to have to mute our mute ourselves here. Okay. Okay. That's, that seemed to work. So. Okay. okay. Robots do the dirty work that humans won't. 
astronauts eat oxygen, but robots don't. That's a clear advantage in outer space when you find yourself surrounded by an alien race. If you got a mind to save the universe, I highly recommend you get a robot first. If you're on a spaceship and you're feeling trapped, a robot can project you a 3D map and show you an escape plan that will never fail. So you can slip out undetected from an alien jail. If you got a mind to save the universe, I highly recommend you get a robot first. Because robots are cool. Robots are smart. And if they get on your nerves, you can press restart. It's time for the robot dance. It's time for John and Dan to do the kids music robot dance. We're on Zoom, do the robot dance. Oh, you know how to do it. Do the robot dance. Rocket, rocket, planet rocket. The robots are cool. The robots are smart. And if they get on your nerves, Press restart. You find yourself <laughs> in the middle of the third verse, which you haven't done very often, and then you have to remember it on camera in the red. Here we go. That's where I am. <laughs> so if you find yourself in the middle of a situation and you need the right word in a tricky situation, they know every single language in the galaxy from COBOL, BASIC, or Javanese. If you got a mind to save the universe, I highly recommend you get a robot first. Because robots are cool. And robots are smart. And if they get on your nerves, press restart. Robots do the dirty work that humans want. Astronauts eat oxygen, but robots don't. Oh, gosh. Love it. <laughs> Boy, Dan, you got to work out. Dan, you see Dan Crow, you got to work out there. My robot got to work out. <laughs> nice. Great song. Great song. How's that? How long has the album been out? Uh, beginning of the yeah, month? Or? Officially came out August the 14th. And, um, We've, um, uh, yeah, came out August 14th, and so it's available on Spotify and Amazon and Bandcamp, mm -hmm. and um, we've gotten one video out. We're about to come out with a new video about the, about the Jetpack, um, which oh, we yeah. finished up uh, this week, and we're, we're working on a video for a song I wrote with a great, a great children's author named Susan Birdie, who's just uh, done some amazing work, and we got to. She's a writer, isn't she? An she's a writer, yeah. yeah. And so um, we wrote a song called "Big Picture," uh, which was really awesome about a uh, you know a citizen scientist who sees the big picture and breaks it down and solves the problem. And the the this whole album was took longer than it needed to because it turns out that it's not in the rock and roll manual. But it, it turns out there's this thing called real life that yeah. gets in the way of being a rock star. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I hate that. Being a performing artist. Yeah, and so yeah. just, you know, kind of all kidding aside, just, you yeah. know, uh, had some uh, – my, my dad passed away a year ago in April, and a tough thing for me personally, so everything was on hold sure. for a while. The good news, though, is when we came back to it, I thought, you know – we need to flesh out the the album a little bit 
And so I'd written this song with Susan and we had, it actually been recorded by a great artist named uh, Casey Bowles. And so there's, there's already a recorded version of it. And uh, so I said, boy, it would be really, really fun to do that song. So I called Susan and she said, yeah, let's do it. So it's been fun to do the co-writing because it just, it's, um, different creative challenge when you're used to writing by yourself all the time you know come up with ideas so um the uh, video by the way i love the look of it the the definition of nashville i must yeah. right that is just high definition yeah. really clean images and it, it just oh, brings out all the special effects that you incorporate well so. he, he does everything but josh castle that co-wrote the invincible song he has a video degree from Belmont University oh, and, and is doing all of the harmonies. Um, and he is, he really is like the second coming of Brian Wilson. I mean, just like he can, he hears harmonies on top of harmonies on top of harmonies. And, but he filmed it, he and his brother, Chad. Um, and uh, the neat thing is I've watched these guys grow up. Chad was my youngest son's best friend. We did Boy Scouts together, climbed up Belmont in New Mexico. And Chad is just a terrifically talented videographer. And so he got the green screen out. He had the drone. And it was just so much fun to have these very creative young people telling me, do this, do that, walk into the elevator, put on these sunglasses. You know, I'm like, Okay. And I had total trust that whatever ideas they came up with were going to work out great. And some of it, I had a sense of what it was going to look like, but a lot of it, you know, was just their own creativity. And they just had fun with it, you know, because they know hero um, cliches and they just had fun with it. Like the, the part and being chased by Bigfoot yeah. is like a Scooby-Doo thing you know I had no idea they just said turn around and do this I was like okay and it turned out to be the funniest part of the whole thing is you know Bigfoot chasing around <laughs> and I was worried I run everything by my wife because she does work with um, yeah. with preschool kids and I said uh, you know I don't we're not crossing the line here we're not going to scare them with with a scary monster and she's like no it's going to be fine so i want them uh, to think you can actually fly yeah yeah i can fly preschoolers uh, are more mature nowadays than they <laughs> you know one of the one of the twists and turns like i say this this whole album starting it so long ago and then having it develop over time i'm it's everything was backwards with this because i got the backdrop well before I had the CD. I had like the cover art a year before I had the CD. I mean, it's completely backwards of the way I normally do things. And I've already been performing this, particularly at schools, because I talk about critical thinking and, and, and reading and literacy. And, and so um, the superhero songs were sort of mixed into the critical thinking, reading, like straight mm-hmm. up encouraging reading songs. So in June, I was driving Chaz Williams crazy because we had 16 songs that we're trying to mix and, and get ready. And, um, and on this project, I've been working with Beth Lens Klukas, who's a great sister that, that I know y'all know. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. and she just very, you know, she's always positive and she just kind of, just kind of gently suggested that um, maybe 16 songs is a lot for a kid's album. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it turned out, I th- thought, wow, 
actually, this is great. So we, we narrowed it down to 10 songs, which means I've got six recorded, mixed, mastered songs all about reading that I can put out anytime I want. So, so we've got, got that. That'll be a little bit of a companion piece with this. Who knows? You know, we'll just, just have to see. Okay, so now you got you got it done. So it's this marketing. It is tell everybody where they can get it, how they can yeah. do it. I know you said the, the streaming. Best thing, and best things go to RogerDay.com, okay. and uh, it's got all the links to so to all my social media. So take you to Facebook and Instagram and those kinds of things. You right. can purchase the CD on Roger RogerDay.com. You can get a hard copy of the CD. You can get a hard copy of the, of the CD. You know, you can get it on. Uh, you can. Stream it on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, um, Bandcamp's good. It's on SoundCloud, so all the all the streaming services. Um, and uh, if but if you want a hard copy, we got that as well. We're I'm doing doing more and more on social media, kind of learning how that goes. In fact, this week has been all about uh, everyday heroes. So I've I've interviewed uh, my my kids' bus driver. It's actually been really if you haven't seen it you should check it out it's been really heartwarming because she has driven the school bus in our neighborhood for you know i mean my oldest son's about to be 28 and he was driving when he was in kindergarten and just this the sweetest gentlest lady and like she would always she really would She'd check the mirrors and make sure one of the day kids wasn't running out with one shoe off you know she knows every kid's name on her school mm. bus and she greets them every morning. I mean, it's like, it's just too good to be true. And when I posted that about what she's done and I asked him, you know, what do you love about what you do? What do you, what's the challenge about what you do and what color would your superhero cape be? There are people that just from, you know, their kids have long since graduated from, from that elementary school who said, Oh, Miss Thompson's the best. I name her in the, in my everyday hero song. Um, so uh, it's been fun to, to do this. I've been learning how to do more social media and everybody, like all of us, we've been kind of forced into being tech people where we're not necessarily tech people. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but um, I, for the longest time, fought having any visuals because for me, it was all about music. It was all about music. I didn't need anything else to help me out, you know? And so I talked to my my theater friends and they'd say, Oh, you need to make the space your own. You need to have it. You need to define the space. I'm like, no, I just need a guitar and a good song. And we'll be And the first time I got a backdrop and I, I set it up and everybody was like, wow, Roger, have you, have you been taking voice lessons? <laughs> lessons? <laughs> You're a mate. You sound so much better than you used to. That's great. Okay, all right. It takes me a while, but eventually. It's like when I get a haircut, people go, "Wow, have you lost weight?" <laughs> Oddly, they didn't say that about me after the back. I don't know. I don't get that. I don't get that. I, I thought, wow, you know, Roger could play Lex Luthor in the next album. <laughs> Hey, well, we want to uh, to thank you, uh, and it's been tremendous talking to you. We look forward to more of Roger Day, right, on Dan? Yes, indeed. We're, we'll stay in touch with you, Roger. We'll keep. Yeah, you thanks. Thank you, guys, and and uh, I'm big fan of both of y'all's, and oh, it's been you. a great honor having a chance to to talk with you. And uh, 
y'all made it possible to for me to be able to do what I've been able to do and and uh, been able to raise a family doing this. It's really it's been um, yeah. dream come true for me. It really has. So thank you for what you've done too. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Thirteen events. We stopped you down, Eagle. Listen, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Me and my jetpack. We're ready to go. Me and my jetpack. The stars of the show. Above the clouds, above the ground Mission control, let's count it down Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one Blast off into the sky Me and my jetpack Just kidding, and they're just kidding you, kid, a little bit too. 